Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of Hoopod. This is actually Hoopod 10. We are now double digits. My name is Blair Beverage, and thank you for tuning in. On this episode, we have the useless rogue, a.k.a. Scott. Now, Scott's the type of human that I... I, I relate to very much. He he likes to promote the works of other humans. He's he's a signal booster. He's someone that does what we do here at Hoopod, and that's trying to show the rest of the community how amazing individuals are. Uh, now Scott and I and, and Joey joined us for this podcast as well. Unfortunately, Terlin could not uh, due to some inclement weather in Australia. Apparently, that means the internet breaks, but. Um, but we, we talked about a lot of things. We got into a little bit of sports, which is exciting for me because I'm a big sports guy. Um, and uh, we went into a little deep dive on, on finances. So I'm going to call this one Why We Are Poor. Um, you'll kind of see. It was kind of a weird tangent. But uh, Scott does a great job on this podcast, as does Joey. And uh, enough of me talking about it. Let's dive on in, guys. This is Hoopod number 10, our guest, the useless rogue, a.k.a. Scott. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of Hoopod. On today's show, we have ourselves a rogue, if you will, who has a very interesting uh, first part of his name. But uh, we'll let him explain that. Our guest today, Useless Rogue, a.k.a. Scott. Welcome, Scott. Welcome to myself. It's wonderful to be here. <laughs> Welcome to yourself. He's not full of himself at all. It's okay. <laughs> not at all. No, and, of I course, have... as we just heard our co-host, <laughs> Joey Couture, is joining us as well. Hey, y'all. Now, we, we might have our, our little Australian friend join us, but unfortunately, there's a twister down in Oz, and, and you know, Toto's gone for a fly, so we don't know if she'll be able to join us or not. Internet, Australia, storms, apparently bad thing, so. She's got cows. <laughs> Same cow. Um, but yes, back to Scott. Uh, welcome, Scott. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here in my basement. Excellent. For those who don't have cameras on this, which are none of you, he is in his basement. <laughs> You're really, right, Scott, really let's... hurting the stereotype right now, Scott. Like, I'm really disappointed. Oh, it's my own basement, though. <laughs> oh, okay, it's then that's fine. I was going to say, like, come on. We're, we're trying to get out of that whole stereotype. And you're, I was going to be like, oh, come on. And you'd be like, oh, well, you know, my mom's not doing well, so I gave her the upstairs. But, you know, it's my basement. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, and... Even I even went the full, the whole nine yards with you. I am wearing pants. You know, I decided to put pants on too. Scott and I got into a little bit of a, of a Facebook thing today about being the captain of Team No Pants. And in general, we both follow the same philosophy. As soon as we come home, the pants come off. Uh, but we put pants on for each other today and for you guys. And let's be yes. honest, specifically for Joey, because Joey doesn't want to see that. I don't think I would have been able to contain myself. I would have been like, oh, my God, it's Magic Mike up in Hoopod. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take whatever compliments I get. I, I will go that way. But, uh, Scott, let's talk about your, your who cred, if you will. Uh, what is it that you do within Team Human? Well, uh, what I like to do within Team Human is I try to be supportive of the community. Like, I try to signal boost. Uh, people I think that are doing good things, important things. Um, if I see somebody streaming, I do my best to retweet them. Nice. I'm a frequent fixture in Geek and Sundry chat, Felicia's mm -hmm. chat, Ryan's chat. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I am a member of the Team Human Twitch team, which are various members of Team Human who have been promoted into Ryan Day's group as far as uh, streamers that he feels are representative of the uh, Team Human spirit. Very nice. That, that, that's, that's a nice honor to have that. I, I, I mean, I, I do Twitch streaming, and, and I, I know I don't do it frequently enough to be a member of any, any team, but uh, it's pretty cool that you're a member of the, the Team Human team. Yeah, I'm kind of jelly. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of good people. A lot of us have kind of dropped off recently, um, myself, because of work and moving. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, um, Realtia it, um, is a recent addition. Anna Kale is Ben Erky Girly Gaming. You might know her as. Mm-hmm. Up at um, Hyper RPG right now. Yep. Yep. Um, Jim, uh, <laughs> JCVIM, was an original uh, Joe, team woman. Joanne. Uh, yeah. Joanne McAdams. You know, no one ever says her last Joseph, name. It's McAdams. Josephine. Josephine, jo- Josephine yes. McAdams? McAdams, singular. McAdams. Okay, see? Yeah. This, is, this poor woman. I mean, she's on air talent for the, the Geek and Sundry Twitch channel. She does this incredible thing for Lee Angeles a couple weeks ago. And, you know, nobody gets her name right, including me, who I, I should be aware of these sort of <laughs> things. But, I mean, she gets Jim half the time or JCVIM, which I know she's okay with being, you know, that's that's the moniker she chooses in, uh, in all of her internet world. But, you know, Josephine McAdam, she's an actress. She's been in some really cool stuff. In fact, I think something award-winning recently. She, a couple of award-winning films. Uh, right. One is Hard Reset. And which in which she plays an android, um, that's where Alice? she learned her. Yeah, where she's Alice, and she picked up the skill of not blinking. Wow! So that is the origin of the the long term origin of the uh, exclamation point blink command. I absolutely love that. Uh, blink, Josephine, blink. <laughs> and then her other film is I forget the title. But it was a student film at University of Texas about the um, uh, clock tower shooting. Oh, I think that might have been the, 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 the more recent one that I, that I was reading about that went to a film festival, did really, really well. Correct. Uh, that one, I think, was also shown at South by Southwest, but don't take me 100% on that. I should actually look that up because I, in the city that I live in right now, there's a, there's a documentary festival going on, and I should see if that's showing up here because I'd love to be able to, to see these things. And, and as you said, signal boosting our, our our human community is something that that means a lot to both of us, and I'm really happy to hear that, you know, you you're willing to do that at a moment's notice. And and I've seen it. You've 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 been very very good at it, and it was part of the reason I really wanted you to get on this <coughs> podcast because humans who promote promote other humans are you know. Like one of my my kind, absolutely yes. love it. And I will give one little shout out to Ryan Day in this podcast. I had the um, pleasure of meeting his sister on her book tour a few times. Uh-huh. Very cool. And she flat out admitted he is better at marshalling the community and interacting with the community than she is. <laughs> Well, she's incredibly she's a, busy. I mean, yeah, yeah. You got Mystery Science Theater. She has all the projects that she's writing. <laughs> plus, she had the tour, and everything else along with the company. Is, I mean, she's she's one person. She's only capable of doing <laughs> so much. And it's not that 
in all honesty, I think- like I, I can kind of relate to her in a, in a small way in that respect because I could do a lot more with the community, but I'm only able to really focus on those who are in the community through Twitter and Facebook, and I don't always notice everything right away because I'm constantly creating stuff myself. So that, yeah. that's why I say I can relate to her. Like, you, you know, when you're one person, you can only do so much. And, and let's be honest with you. The, the difference between the interactions uh, Ryan has with the community and, and, and what Felicia some, unfortunately has to deal with sometimes, like nobody objectifies Ryan. Nobody, you know, I mean, not to say that the community, the team human community does, but there are other people that are jumping in and, you know, kind of muddying the waters, if you will. And, and you know, the Twitch moderators do a really good job of cleaning that up and, and uh, but it, it's still present. I mean, when Ryan's there, I've been in Ryan's streams. I nobody talks crap to him. Nobody tries to objectify him. He just he's able to be Ryan Day. Um, well, the dude can perform not, an aerial. I don't think anybody would want to mess with him anyway. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. Um, <laughs> but most most trolls probably couldn't take Felicia Day either. So let's be real. Especially now that she's been working out. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, again, really happy that you're signal boosting other humans. I think that's amazing. And, and I agree with you with Ryan. I think Ryan has been an incredible ambassador. Like I reached out to him. I think I mentioned this in the last podcast to, to make sure it was okay that I used the name Hoopod in, in the format of this. And he was absolutely supportive of it. And, uh, like he didn't have to message me back and he did. He's just, he's a good dude. He's a good guy. And, uh, I, I'll promote anything that he does. And, and he's a fellow techie, right? Like he's in our industry. He's, 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 he's kind of, he's really one of us. And uh, it just happens to have a sister who was very famous. All right, so um, you got into uh, Giver of Things, Human of the Storm. What What is Human of the Storm? Humans of the Storm is a collection of humans who play Heroes of the Storm. Right. So. I am yeah. terrible at that game. <laughs> That's okay. We are mostly mediocre. Uh, there are some of us myself not included who are exceptionally good players like bad rooster josephine um astropath the astropath is another really good player but yeah i got mobas in general i mean i know that's a little bit of a different moba i don't generally like there's um perhaps two possible exceptions overwatch isn't really a moba but it's got similar mechanics i actually like overwatch a lot um, and there's one that I've been in for probably about a month now called Paragon that I really enjoy, uh, which is weird because I just the concept of MOBAs generally drive me insane. But, uh, you know, I, I guess you just got to find one that works for you. And for me, it's more just a chance to hang out with people in an informal setting. Like, um, it's eight months now, so I don't really right. feel... Or, it's about eight months, so I don't really feel like I'm disclosing anything, but playing Heroes of the Storm is when I found out that Josephine was first hired as a host, like right. an hour after it happened. She's like, oh my god, you guys will never guess what happened today. That's pretty cool. You ever play? Are you into MOBAs at all, Joey? Am I into what again? I'm sorry? MOBAs. Uh, mo- it, it's a type of game, uh, Heroes of the Storm being one of the types, one of the games. If League you... of Legends being the other... Huge yeah. one. Can you elaborate what MOBA would stand for? I feel like it's an acronym for something. It is, and I have no idea. <laughs> I have absolutely no clue. Do you know what League of Legends is? Have you heard of that one? It's... That's probably the most famous one. Okay, in... let me let me just go out here and just put it out there. I, think it's... 
am not a PvPer. And the reason why I'm not a PvPer is because I get uncontrollable rage. So by not participating in PvP, I make myself a better person because that way I don't quit rage. <laughs> rage quit, you know, you know? I'm like, that's not where this, I want to go. Okay, you... I agree. Honest, honestly, Joey, you would be perfect in Humans of the Storm. Vlasno is an expert on the rage scale. <laughs> he, was, I, he was in the Navy, so... He literally swears like a sailor. See, now, when it comes to their other game, their card game, uh, Hearthstone, yes, I have to be very careful. Like, okay, you remember in the first season of the Guild, all the sticky notes around the computer screen, like, budget mm-hmm. your time and stuff? I have to go beyond that because I get addicted to it. I start becoming Pegasus in Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm like, no, that's not the card you should use. I get way too into it, and it gets really addictive. Obsessive personality. I have one myself. I get it. Um, and I like you. I don't like PvP. Uh, the reason I play Paragon is they have a uh, AI version where you can just fight the computer, which is all okay. I ever want to do. I don't care about playing other people. I don't care about having teammates that are you know real life people telling me I suck all the time. Because I mean that's what my League of Legends experience was. Was you suck? Oh my God, you're terrible. I'm like, oh, why am I playing this? Yes, I am terrible. I'm trying to learn how to play this stupid game. I mean, you're not saying something I don't know. So right. I, communities make a big difference for me um, when it comes to anything, really. And if you're going to be a dick, well, I, I don't want to have anything to do with you. <laughs> and <laughs> PvP, that's where a lot of the dicks end up. I'm sorry if you guys yeah. love PvP, but in general, that's been my experience. Time of day has a huge influence on that. Yeah, I agree. Any Anytime the high schoolers are home. Yeah, when, when you kind of get that midday... Perhaps you got the odd British person coming home or the Germans. It's usually not bad. But, yeah, as soon no. as the, the North American high school kids are home, it's a whole other world. Uh, enough, yeah. Enough of that. Let's get, let's get in a little <laughs> bit into you, a little bit of, into your uh, profession, your background, and the scholastics. As Joey likes to say, give us your life story. Oh, my life story. I was born on a sweltering day in April 1982. Ooh, Baby, you're just a baby. This is sa- this baby. is sounding like an, a really awesome audible book. I am totally tuning in. <laughs> hashtag older than Babs. <laughs> hashtag younger than Blair. Uh. <laughs> but um, so yeah, graduated in high school in 2000. Did one semester, took three years off because adjustment from high school to college was horrendous for me. Yep, reasons. Uh, we all got reasons. Mine was I didn't know how to study. Fair enough. I I had a I mine was a very weird one because I never had to study until my last year of high school. And then all of a sudden I did and and I didn't know what to do. Like when you Exactly. Skate by doing nothing for so long and then all of a sudden you're like, "Oh shit, now I got to actually try." And everyone else is looking at me like, "Shut up, asshole." You know, yeah, sort of I, like I had that exact same reaction. I had senioritis in my freshman year of high school. Oh. Like, freshman year, my grades were my best. Every year, my grades dropped a little bit. I still graduated with an A average. Mm. But, yeah, I didn't have to put in any of the effort. So I got to college, and, oh, holy shit, what is this world? Like, I never got pushed. And so when I actually had to push myself, I didn't know how. 
Well, there's no roadmap to life, right? I mean, I think a lot of people growing up, it's like, oh, you just do this, and then you do this, and then you do this, and then profit. Well, no, that's not how exactly. it, that's not how it works. <laughs> no. Uh, so and, and I took if, three years off, and when when I went back to school, I went for a business aviation degree, so uh, nice. a management degree plus um, becoming a commercial pilot. Nice. Failed at that because I ended up being horseshit at the most important part of flying, and that is landing. Uh, yeah, I can't do that on simulators. I would hate to try it on a real thing. <laughs> it wasn't so bad until I had a sinus infection that I didn't realize had um, doubled the effective uh, change my prescription needed to provide. Ooh. So my eyes got twice as bad, Ooh. and I didn't know it. So that's why I was having trouble seeing the ground. Fair enough. Yeah, we all, got, we all got our things. My very first college degree is in something called aquaculture, the raising of fish for commercial use. Yeah. And now I'm an IT guy. <laughs> I'm, 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 so, I'm sorry, but like all I heard was aqua and fish. Like that was, I'm sorry, I just got totally snooze-fested out of that moment. <laughs> <laughs> aquaculture, it's, it's a legitimate thing. It it's, is. It's basically what you would need to work at a commercial fishery yep this guy knows i uh i loved it until my final semester final semester we we did a, a road trip to a, a hatchery in, in our area and everyone's like oh cool and then i was like how much do you get paid and then he told me how much he told us how much he got paid and i was like oh wow i make more of that than that at my summer job no i'm not doing this anymore <laughs> <laughs> so i mean it it became a hobby of mine that i like and enjoy i love you know raising fish and breeding fish and all that sort of stuff but it's not something that i could do for a career and buy a house with and you know i had, I had a ton of debt coming out of school as it was i needed something to be able to pay the bills <laughs> making less than ten dollars yeah. an hour was not gonna cut it <laughs> no and your college debt presumably was a lot lower than ours in the u.s yeah i think that's a fair statement i i came out what i thought was high but uh, comparative to what you U.S. folks need to go through, wow! I just, I, I think I had fifty grand when I came out, um, two colleges, yeah. degrees, and living on my own. But I think that's like half a year in the in the U.S. world. Yeah. It seemed no, I'd say that for most people, that's probably the starting point. Now, for me, I didn't have quite that much, right? Um, but I also started earlier and went to a school that doesn't cost nearly as much i mean i went to community college two community colleges which was like how did you get that much money but i mean over the two college degrees five years i was living on my own the whole time um and i was given a credit card for the first time and i had to live off of it because i couldn't get a lot of student assistance because of some crap laws that we had here at the time and and anyone who knows anything about credit cards and you know interest piling up I know happened. about that firsthand. I'm experiencing it right now, actually. It, oh, it, that it, sucks. It absolutely sucks. So one, the one thing I'll recommend to everybody is go to your local bank, see if somebody will close that card and just give you a low-interest loan um, and, and do your best at working that off. That's what I had to do after probably about eight years of fighting the bad fight. and it, I've, I've made some serious headway since then, but you know, if you can – it's it's a it's a hopeful option because uh, it's it's almost impossible to get out of that hole unless you're making some good money. Yeah. So, 
I will say having a low dollar credit card for an emergency, like a, a limit of $1,000 or less, yeah, not a bad thing to have. But once you're getting into two, three, five thousand dollars $5,000, that you can get yourself into a lot of trouble. I don't even want to tell you what mine was at. <laughs> it was a lot <laughs> higher than that top number you gave me. It was pretty scary. Well, I'll put it to you guys this way. When I finished college, out of pocket, I spent, I want to say it was like twelve grand that I had to borrow from a credit union and was paid off a year after I graduated, within a few months or so. Um, But that was what I paid out of pocket. What I'm currently having to defer for like the last three years is worth between 56 and 58 grand. And that's after paying stuff in pocket, out of pocket. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I empathize. I mean, my scary numbers higher than those numbers, but uh, I mean, it's not just me though, right? I have, I have a wife and she had a bunch as well. So we both been uh, fighting the good fight. We're doing well. And, and, uh, but it took a long time because I I got into something called survival mode and anyone who's really had financial problems, I think understands it where you, you really just kind of live to fight on another day. You, You just like, what do I need to do today to survive? And the, pro- the thing I learned about that is that, yes, you will survive in that mode, but you will never thrive and you will never get out of your hole. Um, it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. And uh, but there are options and don't, you know, look into them and, and, and know that you need to plan for a goal for the future. And sometimes you got to lock yourself down. Like I, I, I've got a full time job. I've been in my industry 15 years and I basically pocket for fun stuff a very small amount of money per month because i'm on a good plan now it sucks but in a couple of years i'm not going to have this debt and that's really wow how did we get into debt let's change the yeah. subject <laughs> <laughs> um i'm sorry uh, folks this college not... that's how we got into debt this was <laughs> not about my... pod <laughs> i had imagined you, you asked um, you asked for an, you asked for a life story i and did somehow I did. ended up in debt no, well, you know Imagine what? That's about that. as true life stories we're ever going to have. <laughs> um, so, how did you find Team Human? Um, my Team Human arrival is very circuitous. Um, like that it, word. Yes. Um, it started off as, with a love of Star Trek The Next Generation, very nice. being familiar with uh, Will Wheaton. Absolutely. Um, Somehow stumbling across uh, Wootstock mm-hmm. um, because they had, uh, back when they were uh, touring Wootstock, they had a stop in Minneapolis. And so I had watched those videos online. And then it linked me to this thing called Acquisitions Incorporated, which was nice. yep. his PAX Dungeons and Dragons um, special with Chris Perkins as the DM. Mm-hmm. Um, that led me to him mentioning he was starting a show on Geek and Sundry called Tabletop. Mm-hmm. So then, um, Felicia, especially in the first season, was guesting a lot to mm-hmm. cover for people who didn't show obli- up. <laughs> didn't sh- didn't show up, um, which actually turned me off to Felicia for a while because it's like. Uh, not another Felicia episode. Mm. Um, and then as like season two went on, 
more people actually their schedules worked and stuff like that I'm like started watching the guild and Dr. Horrible sing-along blog which I, at the time I didn't realize that was Felicia playing Penny mm-hmm. um, so yeah eventually I saw that she was followed her on Twitter saw that she was streaming I'm like don't really watch people streaming okay I'll give it a shot and then Leangelis and Toronto Gal basically kidnapped me and said you're never leaving this community again (laughs) (laughs) they do do that (laughs) yes now especially Leangelis because of her hugs oh yes yes I'm really hopefully looking forward to meeting Lee um, soon so uh, it, it's funny you mentioned um, you came in through Will Wheaton. I, I was also a huge Star Trek The Next Generation fan. And the character, because of my age when the show was on, I, I, I related to Wesley Crusher. And, yeah. it, you, know, a lot, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, shut up, Wesley. And I was like, you know what? I, I really enjoyed the fact that this was just a smart kid who was able to contribute to this amazing project. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean... He he took his character kind of took a bad rap at time, but I liked the character of Wesley Crusher when they yeah. kind of hosed him at the end of that. You know that for those who may not know, Will had asked to uh, be written out of the first couple episodes of a season so that he could work on a film project uh, that was going to overlap a little bit with with the Next Generation and, and Paramount or whoever was calling the shots said, "No, you're you're ours, and we want you back." And that's that. So he's like, all right, fine, I can't do the project. And he comes back to do the show, and they wrote him out of the first, like, three or four episodes without telling him. So he didn't take the job that he couldn't take, and then when he came back, they wrote him out anyway. So that was yeah. kind of the end of that with For Will. And, and it really made me upset because I loved the character Wesley Crusher. The only character yeah. I liked about more was Data. So That's exactly how I identified is Data and Wesley. The only thing I didn't like was some of the writing for Res- Wesley where he was their deus ex machina. Yeah, yeah, that's it's okay. like It's like they got themselves into a trouble into trouble writing, and they're like, oh, shit, how can we fix this? And they're like, oh, we'll have Wesley solve it. Yeah, yeah. Which isn't Will's <laughs> fault. Are you a Star Trek fan at all, Joey? I binge-watched um, all of Star Trek The Next Generation, and <laughs> I really wish I hadn't watched the first season in the remastered <laughs> high definition because I'm like, oh my god, I can actually see the back of the screen where the set's actually painted on. I'm like, this is ruining this for me. So I had to stop and then that's when I went to Netflix and started watching. I'm like, okay, there we go. Low definition, better, everything blends in with each other. I can appreciate this now. <laughs> yeah, I, I mm. r- really hated when they wrote Atashiar in the first season. I mean, I know she made a play for more money and they basically told her where to go. And Or Denise, oh, what's her name? Crosby. Crosby, thank you. And yeah, I know they did bring her back, and they did that thing with the Romulans, and that was nice. But I really liked that character. And yeah. uh, but then we wouldn't have got really Worf, I think, as good as we did if she had stayed. Right. Funny thing, uh, Denise Crosby and Marina Sirtis read for each other's parts and auditioned for each other's parts. <laughs> Interesting. I think I Marina be- Sirtis least... was great. Yeah. At least I know. I know Denise Crosby had read for. Deanna Troy. Troy. I guess I'm not 100% sure that Marina read for Tasha Yar. But it, I, yeah, I was sad when they lost Tasha. Um, I was really upset when Wesley went. Uh, and the only other thing that made me angry is, is well, when they killed Data at the movies. But that's a whole other thing. 
Um, yeah. Best last episode of any series I've ever seen, personally. Um, the top three last episodes of any series are, to me, Cheers, Star Trek The Next Generation, and MASH. But uh, The Next Generation, the poker game, just, oh, it was so perfect. That last scene yeah. was amazing. That, all good things. <laughs> all good things. Best uh, title for a closing episode, too. Yep. I absolutely, absolutely loved it. Uh, so let's talk a bit about your geeky passions, if you will. I'm yes. sure, like many human, you have plenty of them. I do have plenty of them. I've already touched on one of them. Uh, it's a newer, well, not newer passion. I've been doing it for over a year now, but uh, streaming on Twitch. Right. Um, I was introduced to it by a real-life friend, but watching Felicia and Ryan and Astropath and Animagus and all the other human streamers stream, it's like, fuck, I can do this. <laughs> this is, there's nothing involved like my what my friend was trying to do, so I got myself a webcam and a good microphone because I hate hearing, like, static when people speak. Right. So, yeah, I've been doing that. I primarily have been streaming uh, Euro Truck 2 Simulator, um, or Euro Truck Simulator 2, and more recently American Truck Sim, but I've also done plenty of streaming of Age of Empires 2, um, Evil Genius. There's a decent number of games that I've streamed. One thing I caught from that list is you play games that most people wouldn't play. Uh, <laughs> at least in a Twitch sense. And that's a good thing. The problem I have with my Twitch streaming is I would play the games that everybody else plays. And I'm just nowhere near as entertaining as everyone else. So I was like, well, why would anyone watch me? So... Uh, but when yeah. you're playing unique games, especially when you can advertise it to the Twitch community, you're going to get niche markets. And I think that's that's really smart. Yeah, well, and most of it is, like, especially the Euro Truck games, you wouldn't expect yourself to enjoy them. Like, when Astropath first started playing uh, Euro Truck 2, I was like, really? You're driving truck? But you don't have to play the game properly. I mean, half the fun is just being the dick you've always wanted to be. It's like, oh, hey, roundabout, I'm turning left anyway. Fuck you. <laughs> that was me with the very first Grand Theft Auto. I just, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't care. I, you know, I'm a terrible person, but I was looking for the Hare Krishnas and run. That was all I wanted to do was run over the Hare Krishnas. <clears throat> it was really, really, that, and I'm like, why am I playing this game? And I ended up stopping because I literally was like, I'm literally driving around looking for people to murder. I think it's yep. time not to play this game. I, yeah, once I realized that Grand Theft Auto is basically a satire on American, or not yes. on American politics, but on America culture. Culture, yeah. Um, I realized it's the video game version of Cards Against Humanity. It is, and the later versions of, of Grand Theft Auto I actually enjoy because I think it is a lot more pronounced that it that it is that a satire of, of you know North American or specifically American culture. Um, but yeah, that very first version, it was just kind of an open world where, look, you can do all these crazy things, go do whatever you want. I'm like, oh, I could do lots of crazy things. And I just <laughs> end up doing the same thing all the time. Yeah. Uh, I never I never played the first two, but you, I think you didn't miss much. I wouldn't worry in about the, it. In that stage, I think I was more Mortal Kombat 3. I was an original Mortal Kombat guy. They brought... I remember I was, I was an arcade 
kid. I was there all the yes. time. That's, that's where all my money as a kid went to. And I Ms. was Pac-Man, <laughs> Street Fighter, I, yeah. I was in the arcade when they brought in Mortal Kombat 2, and uh, the guy that brought it in, like I was playing the original lease, like, he took the original game away, and I was just kind of looking, and I'm like, dude, I was playing that, and he goes, I, I got something better for you. So he brought in Mortal Kombat 2, and he basically gave me 30 credits, and he's like, here you go. I was like, damn. So I, I remember, <laughs> I, I, I think I used about 10 of the credits before I'm like, okay, I should let some of these other kids that are staring at me, because it's the new game play, so... Um, I, I, I loved Mortal Kombat. I was okay at Street Fighter, but I was much better at Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Um, that joy you got when you finally beat Goro. Mm. Yes. Yes. That asshole has two extra arms. How dare he hold me and punch me at the same time. Do you play fighting games at all, Joey? Uh, no, see, like, the fighting games that I, I mean, I grew up with some fighting games, like, there was that boxing one on the original Nintendo system, um, uh, Knockout. Mike Tyson. Punch-Out. Oh, yeah, Punch-Out, that's what it was, I couldn't remember the name. Um, but I had a friend who had the Sega channel, and he had Mortal Kombat, um, but there was another one, and that was more my favorite, and that was Primal Rage. Oh, uh, yes, I liked that, too. Yeah, I was like, oh, I could be the gorilla, and he could be the Tyrannosaurus Rex, and I can reenact oh. King Kong all over again. I totally forgot about that game. You know what my That was one of my favorites, too. Was Killer Instinct. I loved Killer Instinct. And I would always be TJ Combo, which was pretty much Mike Tyson. And uh, the, the big thing about that, it was just like you do some insane combinations, like 50, 60 hit combinations to end people. And I don't know. I, I, a lot of these other fighting games that weren't, you know, Mortal Kombat or, or Street Fighter, I thought were really, really good and just didn't really get their proper due. Uh, see, yeah. I know that a lot of, like, especially, like, with Mortal Kombat, like, all the characters, like, they have a backstory and stuff, which makes it kind of more fun and interesting. But I'm more of the gamer that I'm like, okay, when I go from start to finish, I like to have completed a story, which is why I was more into, say, Tomb Raider or Spyro or Resident Evil. I was following along with a story, and that's that, those were my games. I generally agree because I like story-based games. I sometimes need something to walk away from after five minutes, and that's where the fighting games came in. Yeah, um, like for me, Elder Scrolls, uh, now Fallout Four. Another game I've gotten addicted to recently is Slither. Mm. Um, Slither. Uh, it's Slither.io, and basically it's a combination of Snake and Pac-Man. Oh, okay. So you Slither, you're a snake, and you go around eating like dots and trying to avoid other snakes so you can grow bigger and kill other snakes and mm. basically try and be the biggest snake you can be. Sounds very Australian. <laughs> no poison, though. It, no poison. You're, you're limited to constricting. All right. So I have here that you're a Harry Potter fan. I am indeed. Ravenclaw? I, yes. Ravenclaw yes. through and through. There we go. If I wasn't a Ravenclaw, I'd probably be Hufflepuff. Hmm. It's it's funny. I think I've mentioned this before, but every time I've taken every possible Potter test, no matter how complex or or, or not complex, I always get Gryffindor, which is weird. 
where I always thought I was going to get Hufflepuff just because of the whole inclusive um, nature of, of, of the house. But I always get Gryffindor. And, and like it's been eight or nine times. And it's just like, really? Not one of these things has a different metric that, I, not, that I'm no, not hitting? It's, be- it's because they figure... I figure it's intentional. I think when they make those, they figure, oh, everybody wants to be Gryffindor because that's where all the main characters are. But I'm one yeah. of those smart kids, and so I've always identified with Hufflepuff. Like Luna, my favorite character in the whole book. You know, I think Luna's probably the most interesting character in the entire series. What say you, Mr. Couture? I'm right there with you. Like Whenever I took the Harry Potter quizzes, like, okay, when I first got into Harry Potter, I was like, oh yeah, I want to be all Gryffindor. And then later on, I'm like, you know what? Why don't I not be a conformist and really figure out which house I belong into? And it came down to two. And it was between Ravenclaw and one that really surprised the crap out of me was Slytherin. Hmm. I, I could see it. <laughs> but it's like... <laughs> Personally, I'm like, I don't want to be associated with Slytherin. I mean, I mean, really, come on. Anybody, does anybody really want to be associated with Slytherin? I mean, be honest yeah, with yourself here. Yeah, quite half a few the, people. Half the uh, hosts at Geek and Sundry, I think. Yep. I know, I think, Jessica Marizan, for one. Yep, I think Leandulus is a Slytherin, if memory serves. There's a lot of people that actually really like being Slytherin. And I think that's kind of the Slytherin question. It's like, do you want to be in Slytherin? And it's like, yes, you're Slytherin. You want to be in Slytherin? No. Well, okay. And then <laughs> they move on. It doesn't matter. You could be like the most horrible person in the rest of your answer. If you don't want to be Slytherin, you don't get in. I Whereas think, I think it's the same. I think same that if I was Gryffindor. Slytherin, though, the only good thing out of it is their color is green. And green's my favorite yeah. color. So I think that's probably like the only good thing for me personally that would come out of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I do identify with a lot of Gryffindor traits, so I understand why I keep being placed in that house. Um, but I do like the colors of Slytherin better, too. Yeah. I've, this is personal bias, but I've always been partial to Gryffindor's colors because most of my family has gone to the University of Minnesota, myself ah. included, and their colors are maroon and gold. Right. So. Well. Yeah, there you go. I always no, like I, the I colors mean, too because they're they're very classic rugby colors. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if anybody who knows me very well on a more personal level, they know that I have a <laughs> ungodly obsession with rugby, especially the UK team. So <laughs> I'll just leave it there. Did did you play or are you just you enjoy the gentleman? I see this is what okay. When it comes to American football, I understand, yes, I understand why they wear the helmets, I understand why they wear the pads and stuff, but at the same time, I'm like, I am so freaking bored. And I like soccer. So, rugby is kind of almost like the combination of the two, except you can carry the ball, which you can't do in soccer. So, there, and there's not really any major sports equipment, you know, so that's why I kind of like it. I'm like, yeah. these are people that are like, running their ass off to get this freaking game to go. Out of all the sports I've played, and I've played almost every contact sport that there is, the two that I found the most interesting, though I wasn't the best at them, were lacrosse and rugby. I I played both sports. Lacrosse is very hard. I mean, there were very little rules that prevent people from beating the crap out of you with those sticks. 
Like I, I took some shots to my knees and to my shins, and I'm like, and there's no protection. Like you're ba- bare legged, and I'm like, no, nah, I don't think I want to do this anymore. With rugby, did you at least wear a cup? Oh yeah, you got to wear a cup. Um, <laughs> but I got a hockey story about a cup that we'll tell on another podcast. But uh, with rugby, I loved rugby. I played that in high school. I, I got the wind knocked out of me once. Like I don't know if anyone's ever had the wind knocked out of you, but you literally can't breathe. You're like, yeah, I've, I've been so there. So it was. So we had the ref who was like this absolutely gigantic human being come over, basically grab my arms, and I'm six feet tall, and I was six feet tall at this point, and he lifted me a good three, four inches off the ground until like that, which opened my lungs up. Then I got my air back, and then I was off on my way. But it was just that. Rugby is a hard sport. It is a very hard sport. Those guys are fucking animals. Like as far as just physical ability and And muscle mass. What I love the most about rugby is probably the nation that is predominantly the one that 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 does the best at the at the World Cups and the World Series. I mean, the South Africa team does well. Argentinian team does well. No disrespect to them. The Australian team does well. But the New Zealand team, it is such a small island to be so dominant at a physical sport like that is unbelievable. Yes, the All Blacks, I think a lot of that is due to, I'm spacing on the name of it, the, the dance that they do at the beginning. The haka. Yes, the Marahaka. It is. Oh, it's intimidating as all living hell is what that is. <laughs> but uh, like, it's it just amazing. Like, it's. Just, I live in Canada, yes, and and we don't have nowhere near the population as the U.S. But we are a free country. We have a lot of money to, to put towards athletics, and we suck in almost every sport but hockey. You know, we should be better on the world soccer stage. And and I'm speaking men's sport. Our women actually do very well. Um, but our men's sports, with the exception of hockey, we generally don't do very well on the world stage, and there's no excuse for it other than, you know, we don't have an aptitude for it. Well, and, I mean, it is the stereotype that Canadians live, breathe, and eat hockey. And it's true. Like, I'll, I'll fully agree with it. It is true. Everybody's hockey first. It's starting to wane here, and the reason it is is playing hockey is stupid expensive. Like, I don't know if you guys played a lot of sports growing up, but right now to rent an hour of ice on an average in the Toronto area, which is where I live, is, is about five $600 for one hour. So you, you have a kid that wants to play one hour a week, plus have to buy all the equipment that they grow out of every single year. It's th- the cost is unbelievable, just mind-boggling. Yeah, and... and in- in the U.S., um, you've got the hockey parents that have to drive their kids around sometimes yep. three or four hours to a game yep. or to a practice or three, four times a whatever. week. It's like Hockey parents are some of the most amazing human beings on the planet. I will not disagree with that point, but they're also some of the worst. <laughs> Sports parents are some of the worst, regardless yep. of sport. Like baseball parents, football parents, they can mm. all be just as egotistical and obnoxious as hockey parents. Yep, fair enough. Um, A stat that I tell everybody, and especially a lot of my friends and their kids are now into sports, oh, my son's going to be the greatest thing. I said, look, I'm going to be honest with you. This is not me talking out my ass, and this is not me saying that this can't happen to your kid. But 1% of all Canadians who play hockey make the NHL, 1%. A lot of us are in the NHL, but only 1% of us make it. 
So keep that in mind when you're, you know, breaking your kid's balls to be the, the next Wayne Gretzky or whatever. Let the kid have fun. Let them enjoy it. If, they, if they're really good by the age of 10, like we're talking phenomenally good, okay, at that point, reassess. But if your kid is 12 years old and he's playing, you know, B-level hockey, he's not making the NHL, and that's fine. He doesn't have to. Yeah. Let him be happy. Let him play. Let him have fun. Exactly. We've got a hockey farm in Minnesota called um, – it's a high school that's basically – Exists to funnel hockey players called Shattuck St. Mary. Mm-hmm. And that's where um, Sidney Crosby has gone there. A lot of the um, players who have played for the University of Minnesota went there to high school. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, I don't know that they're allowed to compete at the high school level in Minnesota anymore. Right. I think I think they are because Minnesota high school hockey is huge it might even be bigger than college hockey wow as far as uh, just general popularity you know for, for hockey and a lot of people may not know this like a, a a kid that gets drafted in the nhl is is you know 17 18 years old you know 17 18 and being saying okay now we want to pay you real money to be in the best league of this in the world most kids are nowhere even done growing up by that point. But unless you're yeah. in these these systems that Scott mentions, like these high schools, like in, in Minnesota, they don't look at you. You know, I mean, you you could be very good at a game. Like I was for the leg leagues I played in, I was very good, but I was nowhere near good enough to play in any professional league. Like my dad was drafted in the NHL, and he never played, and he was infinitely better than I was. The only thing I had over him was size. Um, you got to be incredibly good. So. For any parent out there, if your kids are liking a sport, that's great. But try not to push them too hard unless they want to be pushed and unless they're yes. very, very, very good. Yeah. with I have a cousin. Um, I'm just not going to say names. But he, in high school, no one was paying him much attention because of the school he went to. Had a phenomenal run in the state tournament which then drew interest from the University of Minnesota, drew interest from the NHL. Um, he ended up going on to the ECHL, which is... Mm-hmm. East Coast Hockey League? Or not ECHL. Um, AHL? Shit. No, not... He never... Um, he played ECHL for a little bit after college, but I'm trying to remember the name of the league between high school and college that so the many OHL? people go to. C- CHA no. CHL um, <laughs> ECHL Yeah no yeah. East Coast Hockey East... League I I think the no, the, the one you're looking the... for maybe the OHL or the uh, No this is one WHL? that sp- <laughs> We're talking we're going deep on hockey here you actually might be dealing with the WHL the Western Hockey League Um let's see here So about the rugby guys well Scott looks yeah. that up um, <laughs> Joey do you have a particular favorite Ed Cohen. <laughs> what position does Ed play? I can't remember his position. Um, I, <laughs> I don't really care. I don't really care. He's just—he's really, really good. Like you—you you look at him, and you're just like, oh, he—he he seems like he'd be a really nice guy. But the second he gets on that field, you better look the fuck out. <laughs> Because he goes from, like, nice, gentle, like, handsome-looking man to, oh, shit, I just woke Thor up. 
<laughs> so he's got um, on stage persona, off stage persona, like kind of like The Rock. Yes. There you go. And the- I looked it up. It is uh, USHL, United States Hockey oh. League. Okay, I've actually I was unaware of that league. Um, but I guess being in Canada, I would be. Um, well, that that that's that's cool. I mean, just in general, I think the message is is don't push your kids too hard. Um, yeah, don't push like your kids too hard. Let them enjoy what they're doing. Yeah. If they're they can be good and they can be lucky, and ninety nine percent of the time they have to be both yep. at the right time. And they have to work their ass off every day if they're getting noticed or not. All right, Joey, I think we've heard enough of Scott and, well, for me, you've heard enough of me. Let's hear more of you over the next little while. So why don't you jump on into the rapid-fire question section? I know. Scott, I I personally apologize for him. He can be kind of a microphone (laughs) hog. It's a true story. Oh, that's okay. And I don't like talking about myself, so that works out perfectly for a podcast. Not for this section. (laughs) Not for this section. You're going to have to actually talk about yourself here. Well, shit. Or you might have to get creative and use somebody else's life. Just don't drop a name. <laughs> That's where you want to go with it. Oh, I'm just going to throw everything. Oh, yeah, Toronto Gal. <laughs> yeah, my life is totally Toronto Gals. But, yeah, go ahead, Joey. All right, here we go. And favorite food? Doner kebab. Favorite word? Doner, nice. Favorite word? Also doner. Because <laughs> it is so fun to say. It's a wonderful German food, Turkish food in Germany, and just a fun word to say. What is the origin Second, of your name? Origin of my name is a D&D Next uh, playtest character that I had where I rolled like Will Wheaton. This is the useless rogue name, you mean? This is the useless rogue name, yes. I, I may have landed a hit at one point. Um... <laughs> Did not Sounds make like... a single. Did not make a single stealth check. Um, our cleric had a cantrip that would heal me f- to one hit point, so I would go get hit, get knocked unconscious, get brought back up to one hit point, basically act as a meat shield, a roguish meat shield. Um, but a lot of the rules that um, have changed from the playtest to five e. So rogues are awesome now. In that version of the playtest, they were extremely nerfed. And so my real-life friend who first introduced me to Twitch streaming was also in that uh, group. So when I signed up for Twitch to watch on his stream, I chose Useless Rogue because that way he would know who I was without like having to ask say hey who are you and the rest is history i'm glad yes. to know that i wasn't the only one who had a bad <laughs> experience like that yes so yes for future reference useless does n- is not self-referential it's a wheaton-esque character i once played in a D campaign perfect what is the one trait that you have that best describes you intelligent I'm exceptionally intelligent and able to think quickly on my feet favorite TV show of all time Star Trek The Next Generation I figured that was going to be what the answer was I don't know why I'm answering <laughs> anyway so you've just written a book about your life what do you call it 
Humania. Nice. That's really adorable, actually. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. In real life, I am very much a softie. Um, I don't know. Well, Joey, you've been following Felicia for, like, ever. Um, but when on Tabletop Day last year, I was the one who sent her flowers on behalf of Team Human. For Cubby? Of, for Cubby. <gasps> that was you? Yeah. Oh my god, me. bitch, you made me cry so hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's only half of the story. I also got flowers for the Wheatons because of Riley. Aww. Um, thankfully, they did not find those flowers, so my intention for both of them was to be presented off-stream. Like, just away from the camera because I knew Felicia would react like she did. Yeah. Unfortunately, she found them. Well, yeah, one of the guys, like, came in through the door and he was like, Oh, hey, by the way, this this was brought for you. And she was like, Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test the water here. And, of course, she opens the car and she's looking at it and, boom, water works. And I'm sitting there I'm like, Oh, shit, here I go. <laughs> oh, when, uh, was it Hector or Ivan who brought those out? I forget, because Zach, One of the Zach, hosts, yeah. Zach was awesome and stepped in with, oh, hey, I got these douchey gifts, too, to lighten the mood. His a lot over- more to Zach than, more, than people know. He's, he's yes, actually he's really good at his job. Exceptionally good, exceptionally perceptive, and... He really is a the- meat shield. He is yes. a meat shield in the Twitch world, which is a very difficult job. And he does it exceptionally well. Um it's unfortunate that the early versions of um, Honesty Hour no longer exist because those those of us who were able to participate learned a lot about Zach. And if Zach listens to this podcast, hey, sorry I'm not able to watch Hyper RPG very much, but I still highly, highly respect you and all the work that you're able to do. A good channel. Are you a morning person or a night person? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Our first morning person slash night person. Yeah, I in the mornings I generally have zero problem waking up right away, and I can also stay up late. Like if I don't like to, but if I have to, I can function on just a couple hours of sleep. I can't. I, as I get older, it's harder and harder. But yeah, it is. <laughs> but I, I can. At thirty-four, I can still do it. If what I was to. the last book that you read? I honestly don't remember because I have three or four going at any given time. What are you currently reading then? I am currently reading a history of the Stuarts. I am reading the Ron Chernow biography of Alexander Hamilton. I am rereading um, the Born Identity. I've also got um, I've finished the Harry Potter books again. So yeah, I think it's just those three right now. What is your worst habit? 
my worst habit is not taking credit for my successes. Yeah, I've been there. What is the one thing you cannot live without? The one thing I cannot live without is a book. And finally, how freaking awesome is Toronto Gal? On a scale of 1 to 10, I would have to save roughly 5 million to the 13th power. Oh, snap. Yeah, someday I need to make a Canadian tour to meet a lot of the Canadian humans that I have befriended over the last year and a half. Well, good luck with Toronto Gal, because like I've said before, she is like the, the Sia of the of the team human like no one knows her identity <laughs> it's like you'll never see it no but there's plenty of other toronto humans too is I this won. true <laughs> yes <laughs> and uh gaika gaika is ottawa not too far from us that's true um is she uh, ottawa i think she's ottawa I, I, maybe she's a suburb of, Tor- of toronto but i thought she was ottawa um, i don't remember Jesse Eggglasses is in Toronto. Uh, Morgan Momo O'Brien is here. Uh, that's all I know of. There are others, but I'm sure um, yeah, that's all I, I know, know of off the top of my head. Um, in Ottawa, well, there's um, Null Affinity and the Astropath are two of the ones that I've been friends with longest. Dragon Steps Out, I think, is in Ottawa, too. Yep. Um, where is Neanderson out of? I think he's Alberta, isn't he? Maybe. Yeah, I, I actually don't know that one. I think he's out west. I think you're right. Um, there sadly, are many of us. Yes, there are <laughs> many. many. If you live in Vancouver, I'm mm. sorry. I'm never visiting your hellhole of a city. What? Minnesota Wild fan. Oh, wow. Sour grapes. Sorry. <laughs> Not Vancouver. sour grapes. We're the ones who kicked them out of the playoffs. <laughs> Vancouver is honestly the, the most beautiful city we have, in my personal opinion. I, I understand your sports, but, uh, yeah, it, it, from a, I love Vancouver. Absolutely love it. I'd move there in a heartbeat. And it's also, like, the Hollywood of Canada. And since I have no interest in visiting L.A., I kind of also have transposed that to Vancouver. Fair enough. And, it, yeah, I get that. My sister-in-law works in in that industry out there, so she's uh, she's she did work for Once Upon a Time and DC Legends of Tomorrow, and now she's working on the new Prison Break. And so yeah, I I, I know what you mean. I understand. Why am I just learning this now, Blair? Excuse me. <laughs> well, because it's my you, sister-in-law. I don't <laughs> care. Yeah, and this is why you have different guests every week because different guests talk about different things and exactly. allow you to learn more about each other. Exactly. I'm learning more about Joey more every week. I knew about She-Ra last week. I thought that was pretty cool. It's like, I know that's right. I know that's a truth. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, it, I, yeah, it's, uh, she, she's a location scout now. She was just a production assistant before. Just a production assistant. She worked her ass off. <laughs> yeah. 14, 15 hour days in the rain of Vancouver every day. But I uh, know she's a location scout now and um, she gets to, to look at Wentworth Miller. <laughs> Which she really enjoys doing. That must be rough. T- 
tough job. Um, well, it's she's she's worked hard, worked really hard. So I'm not going to take anything away from her. I think no. you missed the context re- there, Blair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> works really hard. Tough job. <laughs> I I'm got looking, it. I'm look, like nobody else can see this, but I'm looking at Scott. and I'm just like, uh huh, yeah, yeah. We both know what we're talking about. Blair's like, uh huh. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm trying to save this. This is my sister-in-law. We're talking about. Okay, <laughs> you, you guys are just some random person that I know. Right. <laughs> All right, it could be get... worse. It could be your sister. Mm, it could be my sister. My sister did TV. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to tell a story. I don't care. So <laughs> I was in college, and, and we'd go out to this bar, and, um, you know, college, as you do. And we'd come home from the bar, and there was this really terrible infomercial on about this really hyper stereotypical Jewish guy who was, it was a dating site. And um, he, was, he was just so ridiculous. We'd just come home, and we'd laugh at this guy for about 20 minutes, and then we'd go to sleep. But we're, we're, we're coming home, and we're watching them, and all of a sudden, this girl shows up, and she's like, that's my sister's best friend. What the hell? What, what, what is she doing on this thing? The very next person that came on was my sister. And I just froze. And I'm just like, oh, my God. That, 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 that's my sister. That, what? And, of course, she gave a fake <laughs> name. She gave her age. She gave my age. She's younger than me, so... I'm like, okay. And then all of her hobbies, she did. She'd never done a single one of them her entire life. I was just like, okay, at least there was no truth to what she just said. That She's got that going <laughs> for her. But like, I, I call her up the next day. I'm like, so, uh, doing some late night TV? She goes, you saw that? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was fun when, you know, people that I was hanging out with knew who you were too. And they're like, oh, your sister is, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, have for, you ever you seen Mallrats? I have seen Mallrats. I am very much reminded of the TV show that is the sort of focal point of that uh, yes. movie. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, she's she's actually in an episode of Kids in the Hall as well. That one I find really cool. So um, she she did a little bit of acting when she was younger. Um, I I got into it later in life. But let's get into the promotional stuff involving Scott. Forget about me. Who cares about me? <laughs> we care uh, about you. Well, I appreciate that. But let's let's care less about me and care more about you. So let's okay. let's talk about some of the projects you're doing, Scott. Oh, projects that I'm doing. That's been well. There have been a lot of them recently. I've gotten a new job within my company. I've moved. Um, Saturday night, I thought my um, Water heater blew up, but it was actually a leak for my plumbing. Um, I love see, that that's a project. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. you, you said project. You didn't specify what kind. I did. You were correct. House, household projects are our thing. Hey, you know, pipes leaking, that's somebody's version of slaying a dragon. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> And there's a whole, there's a whole other, I think Blair finally went in that direction with leaking pipes. Yep. yep. <laughs> That's <laughs> honest. Okay. I, okay. Anybody who knows me when I say this, when I say I swear on Britney Spears, I'm telling the truth. I swear on Godney, I was not going that direction. <laughs> no, I know you weren't. It's so yeah. awesome when one, when people are like completely saying things and not realizing how horrible it can sound. Whereas Look, I'm always fully aware of the implications of things that come out of my mouth. I have an incredibly dirty mind that I keep in check because 
it usually offends people. Um, and euphemisms is one of those things I absolutely love. But most of the time I'm like, haha, inside I'm four years old and let's move on. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. There's an explicit E in the podcast section of the iTunes store, which, by the way, it's which true. is really hilarious. I, I actually I thought our podcast was only available <laughs> through the Podbean app, honest to God. Oh. And I saw the actual podcast listed in the iTunes store and it's got like red E's all the way down. And I'm like, yeah, this is not safe for work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat this. I want my guests to be honest. I want them to be comfortable and I want them to, to, to swear and talk dirty if they want to. So some do, some don't. And great. Awesome. Yeah. This shit, funk, funk, you- cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker tits. And where our quota is now full. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's all seven. <laughs> okay. Just, uh, how about some online projects? What are some of the online projects you're working on? Um, online projects, I can, now that it's happened, we, and you've brought it up already, I can talk about mm-hmm. it. Um, I am actually the one who kind of threw people together for Leangelis's, uh fundraiser. You're the Secret Lee Project guy. Yes, I am the Secret Lee Project guy. Um, Yay, you! (laughs) (laughs) Lee has been phenomenal with Team Human, with the Twitter account, with the Facebook group, with staying up for more than all 48 hours of the Lupus stream last year, with all of the streams that she moderates, with the birthdays, with just being a general good person. She has done so much for this community with only thanks. Even without the things that have happened to her this year, she deserves everything that we've given to her. 100%. And I think a lot of people need to realize the time zone Lee Angeles lives in and and the amount of support she gives to the east and west coast of North America. I mean, when we're we're scheduling Tirolin into these podcasts, she's usually doing these in the morning the next day. For her because of the time difference and leangelis does this all the time um she is incredible incredible a true human and one of the best the community has to offer so yes if if you can choose two humans to aspire to mm-hmm. leangelis and toronto gal are forever the bar that i set for myself agreed absolutely agreed amazing women uh so you you did the secret lee project which was awesome um other stuff that you've been working on um other stuff i've been working on i finally uh have started streaming again i did my first stream in my new place last week um i'm planning probably on making that a regular wednesday thing um at some point coming up fairly soon i don't know when so i can't give a date i am going to be DMing my first D&D campaign. Ah, for, congratulations. Thank you for Ice Hulk's channel. Another Geek oh, and Sundry mod. Yes. I like Ice so, Hulk. Good dude. He is another he is another one that I aspire to because he does a lot of low-key charity streams. Yes. Pretty regularly. Um, if you haven't followed his channel, it's twitch.tv slash Ice Hulk. Um, he did a wonderful fundraiser a few months ago for Avery's daddy. Nice. Um, for Avery's grandma, I believe it was. Avery's daddy's mother. Um, I, 
I'm pretty sure that's who it was, but yeah, he has done, he did that fundraiser, he's done for St. Jude's, he's done a lot of different things. So if you can follow him, go right ahead. Yes, please. Um, I can, if you haven't followed Josephine, pull your head out of your ass. Um, <laughs> she has, <laughs> she is hilarious. She is awesome. She is so kind. Um, and, and she's an can, incredible gamer on top of all of this. Yes. Um, if you can troll her, peanut butter and sweet potatoes are your best weapons. Um, that was one of my favorite. Ended up being a going away present for Zach. Hmm. Um, kind of, but shortly, Zach had been going off on how no one ever, ever trolls uh, Josephine on stream. And I'm like, I'll troll Josephine. I got no problem with that. Uh, I've known Josephine for... Uh, it was about seven months at that point, or eight months. Um, so I sent her something that I would never drink. It was a peanut butter cup tea. Like, right. the, the concept just, to me, sounds revolting. But she loves tea. Like, mm. tea is... Tea is her uh, scotch for Ryan. Yep. And... She, she calls her community the sugar cubes. Yes, the sugar cubes, because she is British and therefore puts sugar in lots of her tea. Oh, yeah, fun fact, Josephine is British. I actually didn't know that. I knew she was originally, <laughs> I thought she came from Austin, but I didn't know she was actually British. Yeah, um, she, well, she's mentioned her green card a couple of times on uh, Geek and Sundry. Ah, well, there, there you go. I, I yeah. I, I watch a, a Josephine from time to time. The West Coast streamers are tough for me to catch just because of the time zone difference, and I'm only three hours. Right. So, once again, why people like Leangelis are amazing. So, um, let's wrap this up. Joey Couture, where can people find you? Well, people can find me in a variety of places. Uh, mostly, you can find me on Twitter at Joey Couture underscore, and you can also find me on. YouTube under the same name but without the underscore. Uh, right now, with my YouTube channel, uh, I've gotten back into the swing of releasing the abridged series for Felicia Day's Life is Strange. And I'm actually really excited for it because I've noticed that my editing style for it has come across very like ABC one hour drama, like super intense. That's where it's, where it's building up to now. Um, but as soon as that one's done, I actually posted a uh, little animated GIF teaser of what the next project is. So if you want to know what that is, go to Twitter and follow me, and you will see what I'm talking about, because that one looks to be really exciting, because that's where I'm pushing my skill level the hardest now, because I've never done anything like this. <laughs> so <laughs> I love editing. Really entertaining. It's, it's one of my, really well one of my passions. So Awesome. How about you, Scott? Yes. Where can people find you on the World Wide of Webs? On the interwebs, people can find me on Twitter and Twitch at um, Useless Rogue. So, right. ex one word, exactly how it sounds, at Useless Rogue or twitch.tv slash Useless Rogue. Perfect. Um, all right, I'm going to do a little bit bigger promotion section than I usually do because I'm terrible at doing this about myself. First of all, as Joey mentioned earlier, this Hoopod is on iTunes, so feel free to subscribe to us there. We're also on Stitcher for those in the droid world. Uh, you can subscribe to us via 
the Podbean website. Uh, I do post everything on the Team Human Facebook page as well as our Facebook page and the uh, the Twitter account. Uh, at Hoopod is our web address on uh, the Twitters and uh, humanpodcast at gmail.com is our email. So if any of you want to be on this podcast, please reach out like Scott did and we will be happy to put you on this show. I want to talk to each and every one of you. Every time we do these things, I learn new things. I learned a ton about Scott tonight uh, and I learned something about uh, stuff around, about Joey as well. I mean, we may do these things every week, but we're learning constantly about uh, each other and we want to learn more about you guys as well. You can find me at Blair Beverage uh, on Twitter at Webisode Watch, which is something I will eventually one day get back into. But right now, uh, this is taking more of, of that energy. Uh, and soon, you will be able to see me on the web series Basic Adventuring 101. Season, the remainder of Season 1 will be coming out um, soon. I do not have a date as of yet. He has said but, that uh, the last two podcasts, and I'm still waiting for the second yeah. episode to see him. <laughs> well, that's why he says soon. soon. If he says soon, he know I, he doesn't have to be committal. I am not the editor. I do not make the dates, so I say soon. Uh, and uh, you will be able to find that on basicadventuring101.com or on YouTube at Cake Gollum uh, Productions. You can have you can watch the pilot right now on YouTube. Um, it's it'll sh- give you the general style of what we're we're aiming for, and I'm really excited to be a part of this project, and I uh, hope you guys all like it. So, I guess that's it, guys. Another Hoopod in the can. Thank you once again to our guest, Scott, for joining us. I didn't want to pronounce your last name wrong. Do you want to just leave it at Scott? Yeah, we'll just leave it at Scott. Scott works for me because I don't want to butcher a last name. <laughs> uh, once again, I want to thank uh, my co-host, Joey Couture, for everything he always does for this show. You hey, are you do my... an awesome job at it, too. Yeah, you are my princess of power. So, there you are. Uh <laughs> So thanks again for listening to us, guys, and uh, until next time, take care.